Popper to the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. And Brennan. Hey. <laughs> Despite the maniacal Mikey, we're all here. Maniacal Mikey. <laughs> Jesus. Again, just waiting to hear that. I think. Uh, I think Very Mikey needs to. Oh, needs to take some some tolerance classes. <laughs> How's uh? <laughs> yes. How's everybody's week been? Wait a minute, are you... It's been wait great. Wait a minute, are you calling me racist, Brennan? No, I'm saying you're intolerant of Swedes. <laughs> I, I'm not intolerant of Swedes. It's just when somebody talks in Swedish, it's funny as hell. That, if you were in Stockholm, you'd be like, you'd be like paralyzed. You, you couldn't move. <laughs> and people would be like, uh, oh, how are you feeling? You'll just laugh at this. <laughs> we did kind of prove a lot. I don't know if we got in the recording last week, or but we proved like Dan can't sound angry when he's talking Swedish. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm going to use that as evidence whenever somebody thinks I'm angry. I remember that. I think German. I think German is reserved for violent speaking. Yeah, you can't say oh, anything yeah. without sounding angry in German. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I have, a, I, have a, I have a great grandma that used to speak German, and she'd speak German to me when I was a little kid, and I always felt like she was talking down to me. Why? <laughs> because she was telling you, I'm going to destroy you, kid. Well, how do you know she wasn't? <laughs> so, I don't know. But, so how's everybody's week been? I'm Mike, by the way, the laughing guy. Yes. Well, you should, never mind. Yeah, my, my, my week was all right. Not, not too bad. Brennan, nothing uh, nothing Brennan, major. Do, uh-huh. do you have something you want to admit that uh, I almost got yelled at for? What, that, oh, that, you, were, that you were shuffling cards? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse don't me. worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. Just okay. don't do it anymore. Well, I, I, won't, I won't do it for the first time ever. Okay. Excuse um, me. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 was, I, I started working on my <laughs> first ever... Uh, EDH deck, and I'm like 75 cards in paper. I just Who's have a few more to go. Um, uh, patron of the Orochi. Ooh, that's interesting. I've never seen that one before. As a general, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. It's one of the snake. It's one of the offering. Uh, it gives all snake offerings. Oh, okay. Oh no, it gives it gives all kinds of coolness, and you it can use all it kind of to, <laughs> Yeah, you can use it to untap all your lands and creatures. It's a green stuff. <laughs> yep, it's a green stuff deck. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Oralex is in there. He can be oh, your general. Oh, I've got lots of alternate generals like Yiba and uh, yeah. uh, cool. uh, the other one. <coughs> the snake Lord that gives plus two, plus two to all snakes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you liking EDH so far? 
Uh, just started it. You'll you'll kind of see. I I did it very very casually, and then I saw Peyton's article about which yeah. we'll get into it later on in the show, and then I said, "Hey, can you help me?" And together we wrote kind of a an article that's going to come out in a couple of weeks about cool. my deck and how he helped me get it up to snuff, and then I bought it in paper. That's cool. I don't do enough articles, do I? <laughs> so yeah, that's my week. How's your How was your week, Peter? My week was awesome. Got to go back and attach the class of teaching, and in fact, I was actually offered a head instructing position for teaching. So that's wow, kind of that's September, awesome. So that's nice. awesome. Does that include money? Sweet. Yes, it does. Whoa, <laughs> nice. that's even better. Cool. Money. 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 <clears throat> that's cool. Getting paid to sharpen minds. Pretty much. It's so, uh, how was your week there, Mike? Uh, well, on Thursday I got to play some vintage, which I hadn't done in a long time. Unfortunately, I went to to my local store, but uh, I uh, picked up Dredge and saw that I was still awesome with it. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, finally did well with Slivers in a freaking article, so I got that posted out there. And a bunch of people are liking it so far, so I'm pretty happy about that. And then uh, I watched what was, without a shadow of a doubt, the absolute worst WrestleMania. I mean, I mean, it was, it was the whole show combined was worse than the Undertaker versus the Big Boss Man match. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That. So other than uh, that, Travis, see, my weekend uh, was pretty okay. Yeah. How was your weekend, Dan? What do you do? I had an interesting experience by actually buying a professional microphone for my YouTube mm-hmm. videos. So after nice. three three thousand videos, <laughs> I actually now have decent sound. The three thousand <laughs> one's the charm. Yeah, you you, you kind of took the the third times the charm and kind of multiplied it, didn't you? <laughs> I did, and I was, uh, I'm kind of tone deaf, I don't hear audio quality at all, but uh, people have been quite enthusiastic about the new quality, so. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds really good. It sounds real, like when you talk, and I'm sure it's the same with all of us, we all have gaming headsets, and it sounds yeah. like a gaming yeah. headset. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that Snowball mic sounds like you're there, so. <coughs> So I spent uh, 200 bucks on it total. <laughs> what kind of a... Uh, was it a headset or was it just it's a, a mic? It's a blue snowball. It's a, it's a mic. Oh, okay. That's cool. And I'm not using it now for the record. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to sneakily check my 100 email that I found when I woke up. Bloody and no. I can't really type with the, that thing in front of me. You have to have it really close to your mouth. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, so that's the thing. Is, Yep. I need to get a yeah. headset. I'm gonna yeah. buy uh what is it called? Some of my brother in law has a um an Astro edition gaming headset. It's supposed to be one of the best on the But you shouldn't uh, you, you can't get uh, really good quality with a headset, no matter what you do. It has to be a, a microphone. No no no, yeah. I don't I don't care about the quality of the microphone, I care about the quality oh. of the headset. That's yeah. a good question. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It has a good mic though, but but this headset's is like a piece of cheap plastic crap. Yeah. Yeah, minus two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, and also uh, from last week, shout outs to uh, Christopher Sam Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have an amazing deck, Sam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine that, Sam. 
<laughs> so what did I do this week? I uh, I've uh, took final hung out with my hung out with my buddies and finalized our our list for our EDH league. That so that's true? taken care of. So after this week, I've written like a, a large group of my friends are pretty much all coming to my house for EDH league. Nice. And we're not going to sneak attack anymore. It's just it's not for us. It's not it's it's really too competitive. We just want to play and have fun, and it's really hard to do that when when everyone there is playing for the win, and that's all they care about. So. Right? Yeah, you know that's the same way it got at my local gaming store. I mean, it was it was cool for a while, but then everybody's out for blood. They're playing Commander and stuff. I, I didn't really play Commander before, but I'd watch them, and they're playing it yeah. like just one hundred card singleton. There's no yeah. It's really bad no build up. when you're in between rounds at F and M. And you're playing a casual game to pass the time, and you're acting like it's the world championship of it. Yeah. yeah it's just uh, none of us are having fun, so we came up with our <coughs> own our own guidelines for how to go about playing and all that. Basically, the rundown is we're just doing a $5 buy-in for 10 weeks, and all the prize support is like 3 to $7 cards. That's it. And, uh, like... We still have achievements that gain you points, but to get your prize support at the end of the ten weeks, it's not based on who has the most points. Like every time, every week you show up, you get a ticket in 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 the drawing, and then uh, for every five points, you get another ticket. And then at the end of the ten weeks, we we do like NBA draft system, where we randomly draw out of the out of out of a box or whatever, and whoever's name pops up, they choose their card first. Then we choose again, and if it's the same person that just chose, they just don't draw, they don't pick another card, and we keep drawing until somebody new, somebody's new name comes up, and then they choose their, do we choose, do the card, the card picking order that way instead of, um, you know, I have like, you know, I have the most points, so I get to choose first. But yeah, so we're doing it that way. It's in the, that, and we're like adding our own ban list. Like we're doing our, the regular commander ban list, but there's certain cards that aren't banned in EDH that just don't work well, like Magister Sphinx. Mm -hmm. So we're like our group's banning Magister Sphinx, and uh, my friend wants to ban Deadeye Navigator. Oh yeah, that's banned at my my local store too. Yeah. What is the the navigator? It's the, the soulbound flicker, basically. Yeah. One at a time. <laughs> I think ghostly <laughs> flicker without needing the uh, mimetic wall or archaeomancer to work. Yep. Yeah. Soulbound soul exile this creature, then return oh, it to the yeah, that, under your control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that card is a piece of trash. And basically, everyone who's going to be in league chooses a card they want, and then we vote on it as a group whether or not it will get banned. And so far on our list, it's uh, Dead Eye Navigator, Magister Sphinx, um, Sarah Ascendant. Aww. Uh, that is kind uh, of overwhelming wanna... if you get to turn one Sarah's That's Ascendant. Yeah. I have Game. a friend who does it regularly. It's bullcrap. <laughs> Iona. Iona. Did you change your poison rule? <sighs> yep. Iona is the other band general. Is that the one you can't cast spells of a certain color? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And Felidar. Felidar is the other one. The old fella are sovereign. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we did increase the poison rule to twenty-one poison. Nice. We don't do po we don't do uh, commander damage because again, it's, we just want to play. 
Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's twenty one poison damage, and uh, we also have we're allowing Soren Markov, but we're not allowing a second ability to be play, be used. <laughs> Is that the player's you life? Goes life. To 10? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you go to ten. Yeah. So. It's 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 our league setup. Right. It probably doesn't work for. It might not work for a few groups, but for our group, it works because we just want to play and we don't want right. to. Well, essentially, have... you made a, an EDH beer league. That's what you made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I would totally do EDH for shots. Oh yeah. So. Oh, we're doing yeah. that during Con of the North, bro. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So basically, that's what we set up. We we set we just set that up and. We're going to just kind of go off of there and start there and see if we need to tweak anything. So how's uh, your Assassin's Creed going? <laughs> just fine. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been just gaming a little bit and uh, playing some Minecraft. And I got into uh, a show called uh, House of Cards on Netflix. Oh, I just finished it yesterday. Wow, that show's good. Oh gosh, isn't it? Dan, if if you can legally obtain House of Cards where you're from, <laughs> why would you it. say that on a public two podcast? Hey, that's what I'm saying. Well, we I have uh, we have fun. a political party here called the Pirate Party that got one percent of the votes in the last oh. election because they, their only point in the agenda is they want to download stuff without the police. No, House <laughs> of Cards. House of Cards, I recommend this show to anybody. It is a crazy good show. If you want to see how how DC actually works and how dirty it is, this show like hits hits it on the nail. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... If, if you think one party... Yeah, I, I realize this is just a show, but seriously, people, if you think one party is more righteous than another, you, <laughs> you, are, you are insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I it's pretty clear that I think it's pretty clear that under that uh, what's his face uh, Frank, uh, Frank Underwood is a dirty, uh-huh. dirty prick. <laughs> I think if anybody is going to think that anyone, and I mean anyone in the U.S. government or any government for that matter, is clean, you're just kidding yourself, right there. Yeah, it, the, this show proves that pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I got really got into that show. Now I'm there, now I'm starting. There are people in jail who have killed people who are not <laughs> as dirty as politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that and I started watching The Guild on uh, Netflix because they have all of them on there. Oh so. yeah, is that any good? I've never seen that. Yeah, the Guild is hilarious. If you if you uh if you play if you're a world if you have played World of Warcraft in the past, yeah, or if you still play, you will find The Guild absolutely hilarious. Yeah, if you're into, are they still doing it? Yeah. yeah. How, which season are they in? I think they're in eight, nine, or ten. Okay, right I now. watched the three first. Uh, I, then I thought it was over, <laughs> so I didn't know. Yeah, they I, think no, they're in se- I think they're in season nine, but I could be wrong. Yeah, show's hilarious. I haven't watched it in a while. But yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing. I had big, tried getting some MTGO time in, but we had someone that was went to Anime Detour at work, so I had to cover her shift, so I worked all weekend. Now... So. For anyone who's listening, don't worry. We're going to talk about magic. Yes. Um, we can't, can't we talk about other stuff? All yeah, time. let's talk about yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! So how about that memory jack? New abilities. Uh, news. We got news. Um, <laughs> we got some new abilities here. Uh, we got Strive. It basically is cost, whatever the mana cost is, depending on what the card is. Uh, more, or you cast, you do that cost uh, when you cast 
cast the spell, mm-hmm. and you get to give each target beyond the first whatever the card does. Right. It's a it's essentially replicate outside of is it? Yeah. Or old school replicate. Yeah. So just time up before we read the next one. Is Theros Block just the let's the re-release machine of old mechanics with a new name? You mean cro- <laughs> mean Chroma? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what the sweet ability we haven't brought back in a while? This one. Let's bring that back. But we don't want to call it that. Let's bring back cycling and call it some new crap. Recycle. Yeah. Recycle. Oh, so here's what it is. Recycle, you can do the same thing. Like you have a land in your hand. You can pay green to you know, drop that forest draw card. But then you can pay green again to get it out of your graveyard back to your hand. That sounds way too uh. Or how about we, we create a new picking needle? We'll call it... Uh, 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 Hold your horses. What? Just don't do anything. <laughs> Hold your horses. No, no, no. What's that... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that, what's that um, Chinese thing where they stick all the needles in you? That acupuncture. Kind of Acu- acupuncture. Yeah. Let's, call, let's call it the acupuncture, where it's just like name three cards, but for every other card you name beyond the first, you got to pay ten life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so we basically got another version of Replicate. And then we got Constellation. Whenever, uh, again, it's uh, whenever such and such the name of the card or another enchantment enters the battlefield and you control target creature can't be blocked this turn, you know, whatever the ability is going to be. Something happens when enchantment comes into play. Um, this one, and I guess it was that we talked about Johnny. What would you, would you say is Johnny's Chosen? Yeah, Johnny's Chosen. It was basically, yeah. This, it's basically just that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does, it does the exact same concept. Yeah. It's prophecy, man. So, right. yeah, so that's our two abilities. And if we look at uh, what what's spoiled so far, which isn't a lot, which, yeah, that's another thing. We'll have a, pre, a, a, spoil, a preview <coughs> coming up, set preview. I'm um, also doing uh, daily spoilers on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, we've got... Uh, strive it, at common level. Johnny's presence was uh, the spoiled yep. card. Johnny's chosen is the M14 card. Right. Yep, strive at common level. There it is. Which is pretty cool. And then we've got, looks like I'm not do I'm not seeing anything yet for Constellation at common level. So. Mm-hmm. Not at common level. The only common a, card they revealed was the white one, right? For strive? No. No, no there's, there's, a, there's a red um, heroic one one that gets one one counters. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that guy was a common. Yeah. He's a yeah Seder Hoplite. There it is, Seder Hoplite. Yeah, so it's there. But yeah, so as this goes, we'll probably end up doing some set set review. Set review will be coming up here then. So yeah, and if you haven't noticed yet, yeah, we're gonna have an Ajani. I'm I'm predicting he's gonna be a green white green white planeswalker because we don't have one yet. I'm going to predict he's going to be bad. So. Just so that when he turns out to be good, I can have it shoved back in my face and feel happy. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Have an optimistic look so you can actually be happy. Ajani. We're going to have an Ajani Planeswalker. We'll have an Ajani Planeswalker, and I'm guessing he's going to be green-white because it's the only Planeswalker colors we don't have yet. So. Is that the only one? Yeah, it yeah, it's the only one. We have we have every other color nomination. Huh. But, we yeah, yeah. We have green ones, so. Yeah, we pre- uh, yeah I put a prediction on the uh, MTGO strat about what his abilities are. What I Probably think they are. Something to do with strat. tokens. 
Oh yeah. Best well, <laughs> I uh, one of the things I, I I feel that one of the abilities I don't know if it'd be a minus one, a zero, plus one, probably not a plus one because it won't always have a target, but just the Kosali Pride Mage ability of destroy target enchantment or artifact. I think that'd be an awesome. Yeah, it would. One. Like, have yeah. given like, a naturalize. I don't mm-hmm. think that... I think that would be too much of a powerful Planeswalker ability for older formats, though, wouldn't it? Not I really. Know. Is, is a common <laughs> Kosali Pride Mage so overpowering? Well, you made the it? thing about Kosali is that you can only use it once. Yeah. So it's not okay. that strong. Is right, it Spore overpowered for a 4-drop? Yeah. Spore's pretty big. Because, I mean, your, your Simic one is Explorer as, as an ability. Yeah, but that's just, like playing lands out, that's not like right. gaining a board advantage. Like just playing lands out is not gonna win you the game. Destroying yeah, your opponents it. like Tangle Wire or you mm-hmm. know, their artifact land, that's way different. Right, but if you uh Okay, let's say you have a four mana cost, let's say two white green. And you start them off with three devotion three um whatever count. Devotion count. <laughs> three uh, loyalty. There it is. Three loyalty. Okay. You have the you have the first one be a plus one. Put a two <coughs> two cat vigilant enchantment creature token because you got to put enchantments on these now. And have the minus one to where you're starting off at a two. Be the Quasali Pride Mage thing, and then have the ultimate at like negative seven or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it's the minus ability, then yeah, I, I think it's yeah. it sounds pretty. It'll be a minus. It'll, it's yeah, just yeah. like it, it'll right. be a minus, just like Explorer was on uh, the Simic. Yeah, I, I hope that the minus it should be like minus seven. Uh, put Marari's Wake emblem into into play. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it would be the <laughs> ultimate cube card. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they have that coming out. Uh, and then uh, standard, what, what's what's the standard popper gauntlet update? Standard popper gauntlet. Yeah. We are now. I'm going to start uh, playing round two this week. Round one is over. Um, went on into the O1 bracket this weekend. I put out quite a bit, uh, quite a few videos. Um, I have one more to post. Probably post that one tomorrow of the O1 bracket. Um, we have some that are out. Some some decks are totally gone. We can say goodbye. Please don't what? tell me that my deck is out. What's your deck? The Fun Police one, the Gatekeeper one. The Gatekeeper. Let's see. Gatekeepers. No, Chris. Let's see. No. Well. Bug Defenders is out. That was not yours. That is another fun police, but Gatekeepers was not kicked out this time. Yes! So, we have Bug Defenders, which I feel the worst about. That was a proven deck. It won all kinds of MPDC. Everything happened, but like Mikey said, the curse of filming. I, I went 6-0 and with it, but unfortunately, I then went 6-2. and So... Eh, it's out. Feel bad. The Dan Dan's black white extort. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. How about mine? Didn't make it. Nate's Uh, was the black red deck, right? Yeah, the Rakdos for generations. That that's still in. Is it control? That's out. But I think is it control? It basically it was beyond what (laughs) I would normally do as a player. I don't play that kind of deck ever 
Here's your trick. If you want to do Izzet Control, you got to get in contact with PK23 and let him run it. (laughs) 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 Because it's one of those decks that only works for him. Because I've tried that deck you're talking about, and I've tried most decks PK23 has built, Mm -hmm. and I can't do crap with them. So I'm assuming it's because PK23 is that amazing. Right, it's, there, there was a there was one of the loading ready runs Friday nights videos, and they were st- and, and Cam on that show, he just he refused to do anything but go mono blue, and he's, they said what are you doing? I'm playing draw cards. What are you hoping to get? More, More draw, draw cards. cards. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, and that's exactly the way I felt the whole time. I'm going to divine <laughs> into some more divination. That's great. Whenever I, whenever I play a control deck, whether it be in Classic Heirloom or something, I always mm-hmm. just you'll always hear me say, this deck needs way more card draw. Even if I, even <laughs> if I draw like 20 cards with Blue Sun Zenith, I'll just be like, damn, I really I need, needed to draw a couple more cards. Need so many more cards. And the last yeah. one, I wanted this one to go further on principle alone, is Snake Tank. That was a uh, Simic Big Things. See, this this was submitted by a kid from the Philippines, and he has no moto. He just he likes the website and likes the videos, and this is a deck he plays at his local group. And um, oh, so he has a real life crew. Yeah, he has a real life. Crew. <laughs> this is his deck, and, and I played it, and I tried to play. I tried to play it, but Dan, Dan the Viking Dream Slayer. Oh. Yeah, that's my new name in the standard poppy gauntlet, the Dream Killer. I have so many comments about it. <laughs> Can we please have that be the episode title now? Dan, the Dream Killer. The Viking Dream Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Viking Dream Slayer. He, uh, he, he took this innocent child's deck and crushed it. Like <laughs> <a world>. yeah. <laughs> With one man. Swedish while I did it. Where one man had one desire. His name was Dan, the Viking Killer. (laughs) He had a dream, and his dream was to kill other men's dreams. (laughs) He started out with a child's dream. (laughs) But then it turned into a Filipino massacre. (laughs) Stay tuned and watch the film. Tears will be shed. Dan will laugh and probably Dan say something Horn- in Swedish. Watch <laughs> yeah. this December as Dan Horning is the Dream Killer. <laughs> Coming out on Moto when Moto becomes better in uh, version 3.7. Well, <laughs> well, that, I could kill easily. <laughs> well, that, that means we have at least 24 decks left. You'll have to see if that last 0-1 bracket won or loses tomorrow when I post it. Man. And then I'll start. Who's, then I'll be starting round two. What's up? Who's, who's playing all these decks? Me. Obviously you are. Yeah. No, but I mean, who's right. playing against you? Who's playing against me? Oh, just random, uh, random people. I just go out there to the Just for Fun room and whoever plays. Mostly it's been people like Dan and Avery and Vault Boy because... Otherwise, I would be waiting for hours to film. Because uh, unless there is a group of people on who are, like, dedicated, you know, standard is it, people, is it is it really cons- hard. Is it considered cheating, like, if when you're playing the Rakdos deck, if I play against it and just let it win? Yes, you can't, that is, I, well, stacking yeah, the brackets. You can't, <laughs> I won't let you play, I won't let you play me 
if I am either <laughs> playing a deck you submitted or one you are champion. Oh! You see, yep. I am just the unluckiest person when I'm playing against my friends, so... I was I was about to say like well how about I face you with you know bug defend with a uh, while well, you're playing my deck so you can just beat me easily. <laughs> well, turn one scoops couldn't beat him. He laid an island. <laughs> that was it. I'm done. I don't think I yeah, did. Right. no, no, no. I got I gotta have some integrity in the gauntlet and just like yeah. just like Dan says and if you watch integrity. his side of yeah. you need bragging rights, man. No way. I gotta I gotta ho- hold on to what's true. What's pure about the I need, to, I need to be able to come on the show one day and just shove it in Nate's face that my deck did better than his. I <laughs> <laughs> would do that like a daily basis already. <laughs> right. this is that's, that. that's almost every show. Yeah. But yeah, the we got we got the, sorry. Uh, the rest of the gauntlet coming up. Oh, again, I'll be posting videos probably but, either tomorrow, yeah. Wednesday. Work's been pretty busy, so. Tinder. Yeah, but see, that probably won't work on me though, Mike. Because I, I think I've proved many times before when it comes to magic. Like I'm gonna play whatever I want to play, and I really don't give a damn what other people think. Well, actually, I, the... I have proved it many times before in Peter's presence that you have to, that you have on multiple occasions told me "fuck you, Mikey" whenever I beat you with anything. Well, yeah, but that's just use more, more powerful language than that. But that's it's just more jo- that's well, just I, more goofing around. That's more goofing around than actually caring, though. I know. I didn't actually because I've had I've had I've had multiple competitive players telling me like you know Nate, if you really put your mind to it, you could be just as good as a regular competitive player. And I my same I get I tell I give them the same response I give everybody. That'd be cool and all, but you act in order to be a competitive player and be that good, you actually have to give a damn, and I just don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I was just gonna mess around with you, but you know, <laughs> no, I just don't give a damn. I just play magic to have fun. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, where are you from anyway? Dallas. Why? You should come to Con of the North so we could uh, we could build some standard pauper decks and oh, <laughs> port them in real life. When is that I'm again? Je- I- I'm I'm jealous of anyone that lives in Texas. <laughs> I'm jealous of everyone anyone that lives in Texas. You know what? Really, the Undertaker it's, lives. In you, Texas. you probably should be. It's pretty awesome here. You yeah. know, until like an inch of snow falls down, and their entire state shuts down. No, it has nothing to do with the snow. It has, has it has to do with the fact that it's a red state. Is it is it is it true that in Texas all you guys care about is food? All we care about is food. Yeah, barbecue is amazing in Texas. Oh, yeah, oh my it is. god. Yeah, I have this I have this joint I go to called Me Shacks. It is literally a shack. Like it is it, literally no a shack. Yeah, there is no place to sit. There's bars on the windows because it's in a terrible part of town. But oh my gosh. It's barbecue. Yeah, it the best barbecue. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Well, yeah. I know where I'm going Works to have some stuff. dinner. Texas has some of the you best should. barbecue in the country. Texas <laughs> has the best barbecue in the country. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just we're, like, we're lucky. Just like uh, we have the best pizza, Chicago, hold that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I went to Chicago, I was told, you got to get the pizza. You gotta, oh, everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to go. Was it Giordano's? Is that the place? I Chicago? Whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's Giordano's. Everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to go there. The big old thick pizza that they make backwards with the sauce on the top for some reason. I have no idea why. I hate sauce on the top of pizza. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Just wasn't a fan. Sorry, Chicagoans. <laughs> Did not you see, the difference between Chicago and New York is in Chicago they have special places to go get pizza. In New York, they tell you to yeah, go anywhere. 
It's everywhere. <laughs> they, they they sell it on the street. They so sell where, they, so where do they have good pizza? Uh, you see that random pizza place on the corner? Yeah, they have good pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. better than what you get at home. Yeah. <laughs> so, For any yeah. people who are from Chicago, I did not mean to offend you. I'm just messing around. Yeah. I don't think Minnesota has any good foods. We just tater tot hot dish. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? It's that what it like is. High school. That sounds like it's something amazing. First off, no, it's actually. To- Nate, you forget, since we're Minnesotans, no one else knows what the hell a hot dish is. Yeah, well, yeah this is I, true. I don't know what a hot dish is. Actually, no. I do, we do <laughs> it looks like a casserole, a but fame. not crappy. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a claim to fame. We have wild rice. We have a, a wild rice uh, hot, wild rice soup. Wild rice soup? Minnesota so, wild rice soup. It is so it's like soup with but tiny it, chunks in it. No, Minnesota wild rice. It is really, really, really good. So, do you like get it in the wild? Is that why it's called wild rice soup? Yep, we hunt it with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yes. No, it's uh, if you go in, it's southern. If you go in southern and northern Minnesota, it, there's there's a uh, wild there's there's people that actually have wild rice patties. Really. And it oh. is the best rice you will ever you will ever have. Is it white rice or brown rice or? It's uh, it's a, uh, it's like a black. It's like. Is that the long grain, kind of black? Branch? Long grain with black. Yeah. With the, with I've the, seen that. Yeah, it's Minnesota wild rice. It's really, really good. Huh. It's like I like every time I buy it, I only buy it locally from Minnesota if it says Minnesota on it. Hey, wait a minute, Dan. What about you? What kind of food you guys got? <laughs> He's got the lutefisk. We uh, there is one food <laughs> in particular. Uh, it's called um, sour herring. Uh, yeah. You take. You take a piece, uh, some herring, yeah. then you uh, actually um, dig a hole in the ground and you hide it there for uh, uh, an insane amount of time. Let it rot? It becomes what? rotten. What? And then I thought that it was like a, a test of manhood to eat it. It's in the north <laughs> of Sweden. It's like if you, don't, if you can't eat sour herring, then you are a wuss. So I, I was forced to do this. My father oh. liked it, actually. Oh so when uh, the hilarious. first time I took my wife to a sour herring party because we have uh, my villa is in the north because that's and, a thing. Uh, <laughs> her colleagues are like northerners, so they were like, "You are from the south. You can't eat sour herring." And I instructed her, and I was like, "Okay, you have to take the booze, take everything, and like try to kill the taste." <laughs> and, and I'm telling you. And I, I was sitting there, and I ate two of these, and I was like, ha look at how much of a man I am. And she started to taste it, and she was like, hey, this is good, and I just gobbled down five of them. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. See, this is, this is what happens. This is what happens when Nazi Germany just takes over your country. <laughs> you eat. But they didn't take over our country. Um, when I went to uh, Burning Man, you were supposed yeah. to have uh, something uh, with you that was... Uh, sort of typical of your country. And we thought about bringing sour herring, but uh, we would have ended up in Guantanamo Bay if we tried right, to bring the yeah. <laughs> U.S. customs. You can't. They would have yeah. thought you were trying to kill people. So yeah, in the what? end, what we brought was um, hard bread. Have you tried that? Hard oh, yeah, I know exactly. I know what you're talking about. I have, uh, I have Swedish relatives. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah. Whenever you ran into someone on Burning, on Burning Man, there is no money, so you have to like give away stuff. So we were like, "Hey, we're from Sweden," and somebody was like, "Hey, I'm from wherever," and 
I have this delicious food, and we were like, oh, that's awesome. And then we have this hard bread. Do you want to try it? And they were like, okay. <laughs> so we that's ended funny. up uh, getting a lot of value in those exchanges. That's cool. <laughs> that's the trick. Bring something terrible and exchange it for something good. Yeah, I'll be banned from Burning Man now. That sounds like every day of my sixth grade lunch life. <laughs> What's for lunch? Bread. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming this next headline here for your news, Dan, is you're just really excited about Game of Thrones coming back with dragons. No, 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 not at all. Uh, we are <laughs> me and Power T, <coughs> my old magic mentor, the guy who invented the blue black trinket deck, yeah. are going to do a Game of Thrones show today on YouTube, and we'll try to do the whole fourth season. Cool. Because so he is uh, the the most dedicated Game of Thrones nerd I ever met. Uh-huh. He is pretty good at dedicating himself to something. I, I thought I was a dedicated Game of Thrones nerd, but uh, he's way worse. That's cool. He's so, way uh, worse. Yeah. He's way worse. I, I tried getting into that show. I can't do it. So, so you're well. saying that being a nerd for Game of Thrones is actually a bad thing? No, not at all. It's, uh, I think it's the best TV show ever. I'm yeah, so I tried familiar. watching it. I, tr- I really tried watching it. I just I watched my, bar- my, my, my brother-in-law's first season DVDs. Yeah. Yep. I can't. I watched like five episodes and was just completely bored. I actually fell asleep what? through most of them. How did you okay. get bored from that? I did. I don't know. I just. But those guys should make the magic movie. Yeah. yeah well, you see, we already have a Magic the Gathering movie. It's called uh, what is it? Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings. Hmm. We have that. <laughs> yeah, we do have that. Already. Aragon one. We don't need Magic the Gathering. The Asorius yeah. Mage one. The Gandalf yeah. typical Asorius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we do have good reads. Do we? Would be yep. We have a thought cast, last thoughts article by Schaffer. Now you see, some people may say that's a bad read because it, it's yeah. the last article that he's going it's, to write. A good yes, lie. this is his last article, and it's pretty good. See, I, I read see wizards, this is what happens when you cut dailies. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have quit. Oh, he probably would have quit anyway. But well, yeah, but... he would be more likely to come back. Yeah, it's so. more likely to, to at least write one article, maybe a month at the, at the worst. And then we have, uh, yeah, so that's a pretty good article. And then we got our top Peyton. We got two articles by Peyton this week. Uh, our first one is the top ten underestimated cards in EDH. Uh, he goes. There's a video that goes with it, but uh, I agree with most of these cards. I differ on him Brilliant. on. The, I differ on him on his first his first card. The, his number one pick. I don't. I'm not a this, fan of that card. Yes, massive uh, support for by the audience for the number one card. Yeah, Everybody's he does. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm so annoyed at that card. What is his number I don't one card? No, we, we shouldn't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll, 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 I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out. You go look at it. But no, I'm, I don't agree. With that. I'm not a huge fan of that one just because the casting cost seems too high for me to. But when, every time I've played it, it's it's been too late to even be of any use to me. So, but yeah, I agree with most of them on here, though. Like, uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I, I really, I agree with... Really? Uh, That's his number one card? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Juntu Stakes, that number 10. I like that number 10. I agree with that one. I have it in my, my reserve book, and I don't, I, I don't use it in any of, the, any of my decks, but I don't necessarily want to get rid of it either for some reason. Hmm. It's in my reserve book. 
I really like it because it shuts down like like he puts in the article. It does shut down tokens. Like it's that's fine. Make all the one one tokens you want. They don't do anything if you're going to attack. <laughs> they just stay tapped. Um, but uh, yeah, most of the cards I agree with. I just don't agree with the number one. But yeah, there's that article. And then we have this other one. Uh, this one is interesting. I, mean, I didn't get a chance to read this one yet, but top ten most annoying creature, obnoxious creatures. And uh, when it comes to Popper, number seven, Delver's Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. No, it, it's not annoying. Actually, that, 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 was that, the list I meant. <laughs> that was the list I meant with the number one. Sorry. Oh, oh okay. I got gonna... the let me go look that up. Oh yeah, that number one. Yeah, That's even uh, Ma- yeah, I, I saw I saw on um, Mark Rosewater's uh, blog this weekend. Really? Yeah, he basically said yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with that one. It's pretty that, good. That number one, he, he was like, "I'm not a designer. I don't get a say." But yeah, this is exactly the card I don't like seeing printed. But he said it was also not really meant for legacy, even though it could be played in legacy. Not really. I don't. That, I don't know why that, that card. I don't know why that card was printed. It was meant for EDH. Borrowed. Yeah, it was meant for when that, card was, yeah. when that card was printed, Borrow just went nuts. Yeah. yeah. He, he he does not like yeah, it. Yeah, he hates it. Norin, I, I agree with number four for all the Dredge players out there. I like number five on this list, Norn the Wary, because everyone's like, Norn the Wary, that card's no good. Well, when you consider Perforos is a, is a, is a creature, uh, Norn the Wary is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Norn the Wary is just flat out scary with Perforos because if you set your board up just the right way, you can literally just sit there and do nothing. Absolutely nothing and protect yourself from getting any damage and just let everyone bash each other and you're just you're just like, go ahead, attack each other, try to kill each other. I'm just going to win in the end anyway. I was, I was just about to come up with a scenario to use all your war, Norn the Wary cards and then I remember we're a PG show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, per, like, Norn the Wary exists because Perforos got him forged the card. No, Norn the Wary exists because Steve Flogger boss exists. Yep. So, Even though Norn, need, Norn came out before. It was Squire. It's all Squire's fault. Blame him. <laughs> Squire. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, but uh, Lodestone Golem is another scary card. Yeah, screw that yeah, card. Is. A young Pyromancer, awesome card. I like that. Yeah, I, I agree with most of these cards. A lot of them are really, really annoying, but and they're super good. <laughs> so You know, it's funny how you could print a card like Mental Misstep and admit that it was a mistake, and then you print a card like uh, True Name, and you're just like, well, well it wasn't <laughs> meant to be a legacy card, so not our fault. Yeah. It's like a thirty dollar card yeah. in real life, so it was fifty. What was it meant to do? Piss one person off in your entire EDH group, and then make yep. yourself feel better? Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Jackasses. Yeah. Jack. Laboratory Maniac. That card's awesome. I like Laboratory Maniac because uh, I, it's com- this is completely possible to do, and I've actually seen somebody do this. We were playing EDH, and he Laboratory Maniac a win for himself. By fate sealing himself with a uh, with 
he fate sealed himself with Jace the Mind Sculptor to win. That's funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you know, I'm gonna fate seal myself and play Laboratory Maniac, and game's over. A combo with Laboratory Maniac is demonic consultation. Because like you're playing demonic consultation, you're you're playing uh, an EDH, so obviously the power nine spins. So you just go Black Lotus. That's not your deck, yeah, but I win. You just go. You just go. Time warp. Demonic consultation. Win the game. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I love it. It's based off of but, an heirloom deck. Yeah. But yeah. So there's that article. Um, and then we have a uh, popper in Toronto. I did not submit this article, so I whoever did, did elaborate. It. it is another article in our effort to describe paper pauper all over the world. So it's about uh, the pauper scene in Toronto. Cool. Give a quick so. shout out to all the paper pauper players around the world. Yeah, uh, this guy is Giannini Pelitzer. He's uh, from Brazil, so I think he brought like pauper, <laughs> real life pauper to Toronto. But I'm Whoa. not. Uh, re- check it out. Uh, it's he's a buddy to the guy who wrote the uh, 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 Brazil cool. article. Basically. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. One day, man, one day is going to be a Paul for Nationals, and we're going to be the commentators. Oh, yeah, we got a comment on, on one of our, <clears throat> excuse me, on one of the Popper Gauntlet videos. The guy said that, he said, you know, I don't have Moto, but my local gaming store is now sanctioning standard Popper tournaments at the store. Nice. Oh, see? So, yeah. See? There you yeah, go. So they are, Making uh, a difference. <laughs> exactly. And now they are, <clears throat> He wanted. he's putting out requests. He said, can you can you put together this deck and play it? And I was like, I've already put it together. And send them the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can do. Clickety clickety. <laughs> we're we're such nerds, man. Yes, I don't care. <laughs> Proud. Would this show be any entertaining if we weren't? Exactly. Exactly. No, not really. And then uh, okay, we got uh, the next article. Why modern is not a bubble? I don't know. Again, who? This who, is. Uh, I, I just discovered this uh, finance blog. It's um, MTG yeah, blog mtgprice.com, and they write <coughs> extremely good finance articles. It's uh, became a favorite site of mine already, and they did uh, uh, actually provide some numbers. I was a bit off uh, a couple of episodes ago, ago, so I like to correct myself. I just have to wake up first. Uh, <laughs> So uh, there are calculations saying that uh, the play base is between six, uh, six and twelve million people playing Magic in paper, and uh, the total uh, turnover for Magic is somewhere between four hundred million dollars and maybe seven hundred million dollars. So that's that's much closer to the truth than the numbers I gave on an earlier episode. The point of this article is not that, but it's uh, explaining why modern prices are not in a bubble. Uh, and it's basically because demand is so so enormous. So and we're looking at... Stay that way. So we're looking at the cards keeping their value even after modern season is done. Uh, yeah, in a sense. They will, uh, they sense. will attain the same value again, but of course they will drop after 
Yeah. Well, isn't the big thing too is is a lot of the modern cards are also used in classic. And, I'm sorry, it is also used in vintage and legacy, like Fetchlands. Yes, for but that, that that doesn't affect the price that much. It does, but uh, oh, but oh, I see you're saying. It will be a bigger factor actually online now when Vintage Master releases. Yeah. Then that will yeah. be a, a super big factor. What is? And the, the, the legacy and vintage staples will rise solely because of that, I think. What is the Vintage Masters happening? It's, uh, I think they're starting spoiling it right after Journey into Nix. So uh, it, yeah. it's released in June. Yeah. Yeah. So sell your daisies, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or what don't, like me. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. June 13, uh, pre-release Vintage Masters. Nice. Nice. That'll be fun. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm going to draft that. I'm probably going to draft that I want to play the Power Nine Lottery. If you, uh, yeah. I think, if you want to get into playing vintage online, you should pick up some cards right now because they're going to, like Bizarre Baghdad is only I think 13 tickets. It's probably mm-hmm. going to go way above that when Vintage Masters comes out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of vintage we should probably discuss at some point. Yeah. As far as cards yeah. to pick up on on Moto. So many. Am I going to get another text from Edwin Lugo going, holy crap, I just joined this draft packs and oh, I opened a Black Lotus, yeah! Do I, yeah. Get, to, do I get to punch him? You, I mean, <laughs> I, I am not going to tell you what you legally can, shouldn't do. <laughs> what would make me laugh is if you probably attempt to. <laughs> I know where he lives and knock on his door. Hey, weren't you the guy that got the Black Lotus? <laughs> Hell yeah! Smack. <laughs> all right, I got Enjoy a plane to catch. I, all right, I got a plane to catch in about twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Where are you, where are you going? <laughs> After you punch him in the face. After you punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, I thought that was an indicator you got to go to work. Like I got a plane to catch in twenty minutes. I I, I accomplished what I wanted to. You like right. you take him out for a cup of coffee. You know, you like you being his friend, and then all of a sudden, it's like, by the way, I got a plane to catch. Boom! He just, <laughs> you just pull. <laughs> As as Edwin's friend, I would tell you not to punch him. But as a, as a as a as a friend who would laugh if you punched him and then ran because he opened up a digital card, I would uh, I would probably say go for it. <laughs> More power to you. Yeah. As long as I don't get in trouble for it, you know. As long as I'm not the one shuffling the cards. Hint, hint. But yeah, I'm looking forward to vintage. I think the vintage online would be fun. I'm gonna draft it. Yeah, I, I, know Dan, I know Dan's going to draft it. Right, Dan? Uh, I think I will. The value will probably be horrible, but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be atrocious. I mean, as like as long as they're not too expensive to draft. I mean, if they're like 40 bucks a draft, I'm not doing that crap. Uh, they, they are hey, like modern I, masters. I, they've already said. i got to get my dazes somehow because I don't have any. And I, I mean, if they're that. 25 a draft, I'll do like one. What was, what was, what was modern masters? Wasn't it 32? No, it was 25, I think. 25? Yeah. You the Nomi did a, a ton of modern masters drafts. Right, but he also he also won a ton. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I did four and I lost a ton. <coughs> oh, I did oh. it. Wait, I got a foil Vadillion click. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a good one. I remember yeah. that. I didn't do any. <laughs> uh, it was uh, uh, extremely fun format. It was great. I drafted it twice in real paper. Wow, nice. That's pretty cool. Did you open anything? 
Yeah, I uh, ended up opening a click. Got to play Black Blue Fairies. That's why drafting for me is ruined now because of Modern Masters. <laughs> After you draft Modern Masters, there's no other set that could ever compare, ever. Wow, Barra has like the greatest poker face I've ever seen. His cat just jumped up in front of him on his uh, on his computer desk, and he's just staring at the game, just playing like nothing happened. <laughs> That's incredible. Drafting Modern Masters is like drafting like a cube. Yeah, I think they're gonna try to do Sorry that to with, with Vintage. That's drafting it like a cube. No, no, like I mean, make yes. it, yeah, I think it's make it awesome. Like I got to draft black blue fairies. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Dad, how much do you think the Power Nine will go for outside of Time Twister? It depends a lot on uh, what kind of traction they get for vintage, but uh, given the rarity alone, and uh, they are three times more rare than usual mythics, as far as I understand it. So uh, I think the basic pricing will be around to between 150 and 300 dollars. Yeah. All but right. If there is a need for it, and uh, the foils, I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. Everyone here. Yeah, <clears throat> my thought on a foil is if I, if by some random amazing chance got a foil black lotus, I would stick it out there in the. Uh, yeah, see who's going to buy. Yeah, I would put it out there for 1,200. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Everyone, if you if you are part of a religion that has a sacrificial pact to open <laughs> up a magic card, I would suggest you do it. <laughs> just cash it in. Yeah. You get your one you get your one sacrificial <laughs> Or just figure or or just figure out who PK twenty three is paying. Cause that guy just is lucky. Yeah, right. The man who had it all. The man who had it all. I really wanna like just create like a two hundred page book. Right, like just like just publish a two hundred page book. It doesn't have to have anything in it, and it's gonna have a cover, and it's gonna be like PK twenty three, like all tricked out and stuff, and like you know just like splashed on. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna meet him one day, and I'm gonna have him sign it, and it's gonna be called "The Man Who Had It All: um, Autobiography" by PK twenty three. Speaking of which, if PK twenty three listens to this show, we want you on the show. I would love to have you on as a guest. Yeah, because be great. that'd be cool. The guy is just crazy good. Like every format, he just seems that his decks are just, just amazing. I, lo- I I love I follow him because I like it. the decks he builds are just really really cool. I just can't get the damn things to work. I play I've played a lot of his decks and I've gotten them to work, but they're just not my style. <laughs> I want to know how he gets those things to work because they're so good. Well, he's, I know. he's the Conley Woods of. of you know the gathering formats. Whenever he plays a deck, you only you either only he plays it, or you play it for that tournament, and that's it. Yeah, I think so, he's yeah. the only player in uh, in the PRS that have a winning record against me. I was like a three five against him or something. Well, to be fair, I've never faced you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we didn't we didn't play the uh, PRS at the same time. You were away, and now <laughs> I'm away from them. Yeah, that's true. I, I, think yeah. he, I think he just challenged you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Questioned your manhood right here on the air. Oh, I didn't question his manhood. Let's not compare magic to manhood, man. I'm not going to challenge that one. He, okay, he, he challenged your nerdhood right uh, here on this show. I don't so. think Mike can really challenge him to anything because Stan Manley just wins by speaking Swedish and De- Mike loses oh, it going, Shut up, you know what? 
Yeah, we'd have to do it live. Yeah, so Dan, if you want to have him out, just start talking. You'll time him out. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. So oh. I'm sending a message to PK22 right now. Good. Um, let's uh, let's get on to like our meta game because we actually have some meta game. Um, Nate, did anyone send us an EDH text yet? No, not yet. Uh, no EDH text yet. Um, but uh, okay, meta game. Uh, we have a popper premiere event here that was done on the sixth of this month. Uh, our winning deck is Delver. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> our second place deck is a Boggle deck. Yay! Something that's um, not blue. So we got Necross in second place with Boggles. We've got uh, James KC with Delver. Um, Sick Draw with uh, the Pirate Spellbomb Affinity deck, which... I kind of want to try this deck because it looks like fun. I love Pyrite Spellbomb. One of my favoritest of all favorite yeah. cards. Um, and then we got the Raging Flump in fourth place with, uh, what is this one? Familiar. The familiar deck. Familiar, yeah, familiar, so yeah, familiar with the Denizen. It's the clean that dude must have a ton of time on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> to only have two mnemonic walls and have to draw both, both of them to go off. Yeah. And then we got Zarpan in fifth Zarpan with fifth place with uh which I love seeing this deck show up every once in a while, uh Red Burn. I like to see Bird Red Bird Burn go. I'm I'm glad this is actually placing top eight. Yeah. And then we got uh Bad Luck Bandit in sixth place. With, uh, what's this one? Uh, Classic? Is it? It's White Affinity? It's Zufinity. Zufinity. I like that name. You know what? That's the new name, Zufinity. I created this. (laughs) And seventh place, Thiago Thiago AM with Green Stompy. It's Thiago. What a classic Stompy build. I love it. Yep, classic Stompy build. Really? Silhana Labs work as Shinnan... It's just the River Boa that's not part of yeah. the Catholic deck. Yeah. And then we've got Kassarian 21 in 8th place with, uh, what is this? This is... Uh, yeah, what is Kitty? This? What the yeah, heck? What is this? It looks like Boros Kitty, but... It, it looks like Boros Kitty, but oh, it's not. Oh, it's Metal Weenie. Metal, or, uh, okay. Yeah, it's machine red, Weenie? It's, yeah, it's Machine Weenie, but it's not... Machine Weenie? He, he's splashing red. Yeah, splashing red, okay. So it's like a Naya weenie, though. Is I love crayons here? I gotta see. I don't see him. Damn it! Yeah. So that's our top eight. That's our top oh, eight. Oh, wait there. a minute. Look who's in 16th place. It's Ooh. Sam. <laughs> what? It's Sam. <laughs> we all know Sam. Chris Weaver. <laughs> Chris Weaver? <laughs> yeah. He didn't get fourth place? No, he, he, actually, he actually did not get the Mike Ross fourth place. Uh, I'm proud of him. This time we get 16. Yeah. Oh, God, that Sam thing is never going to die. No. Uh, and then our next event is Popper Classic Tuesdays. Why can't I click on the link? Uh, why am I not? Yeah, I don't know why that's not happening. It's weird. I'll just copy it. And Everyone's it. trying to click on it. It's not working. <laughs> I can't click on the PDC one. Okay. Hey, no, there we yeah, go. I don't know. There. 
There we go. Uh, Popper Classic Tuesdays. Copy paste into your uh, your 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 window. Ooh, uh, what do we have? Popper Classic Tuesdays. We have some uh, some decks. We have some decks. We got Model Black Control in uh, first place. I somehow just went to a page about the Undertaker. So uh, uh-huh. Model Black Control. We got Model Black Control. And then a Boros deck that's called Because I Said So. <laughs> that was the Rebirth deck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I called off the Rebirth deck, yeah. Um, and, god darn it. Secret Forest. Secret Forest? Uh, yeah. Something. Secret Forest. Black that's Green. Secret. Black, yeah. The forest is that uh, it's something. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the, the thing I'd like to note on this deck, Vault Scourge is showing up quite a bit in the green stompy list now. Um, and I think it's because the fact that Vault Scourge gets you, like, one of the biggest things with Modern Green Stompy, like, you have to go all in and deal your damage quick or you lose because you're going to lose life over time. I think the reason why Vault Scourge has become such a popular card in this deck is just because it the lifelink and pumping it up, you're still hitting your opponent, and it's you're making it harder for you to die being the Green Stompy player. Well, the fact that it flies is also a huge thing. Yeah, that's, flying that's, is, is something yeah, like that's really stuff. good evasion. Flying is just really good evasion. But uh, like, I said, like, I, like I said, I think lifelink actually puts it over the top just because... The longer you go in Green Stompy, the harder it is for you to win because you you lose life over time. The lifelink stops that. You make it harder for your opponent to kill you. With I that. talked to some good Stompy players, uh, and Wallscourge was originally included in Stompy to combat Storm decks because it helped to put you out of Storm range. Yeah, uh, but then they figured that it was also good in the mirror and in uh, certain aggro matchups. But it's uh, totally worthless against control. So yeah. you don't want to uh, you don't want to play it in a control heavy meta. Yeah, yeah. Ba- back yeah. when I was testing Stompy with a couple of other uh, Stompy players, we we found that um, even after Storm was uh, was banned, because we came to the same conclusion Dan did, you know, we found out that. Uh, against goblins, it basically just secured the matchup because it, it, once you slap a uh, a rancor on a vault scourge and you just keep pumping and protecting in response to burn spells, you usually just win. Or if they if they keep going after it with uh, sparksmith, you know they're just killing themselves. Yeah. And uh, you know it's also it's good against burn if you can protect it with like vines of the vast wood. But um, another thing is it's really good against uh, white weenie. Because it it gives you something that uh, green doesn't have against white, which is a flyer. Yeah. So if you yeah. can get past the like Squadron Hawk and Leon and uh, Sky Hunter type type of like barrage, it usually allows you to come back on top. But I think I'm surprised if... to not see Hunger of the Howl pack in the deck because Hunger and Walt is Walt Scourge is pretty good. Yeah, Hunger yeah. and Walt Scourge is what really just grinds out a lot of aggro yeah. decks. I agree. But, I mean, the other thing here, I think if you're taking the control matchup, the first thing you're going to do is take out the Vault Scourge anyway and probably put in, um, probably Plummets or Scattershot Archers, depending on what's needed more. I yeah. think I think Plummet is, is better than Scattershot Archer, in my opinion, because uh, it, it kills Spire Golem. And Spire Golem yeah. is, 
it's really what I care about against any deck. Like, I think Spire Golem is a really underrated to not be at four. Yeah, so I think you, you just keep Vault Scourge in in most games until you hit that control matchup, and then you just go plummet, and then you just pull them up for plummets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe you pull like, pull them up for plummets, and then maybe add a Scattershot Archer or something, or I don't know. But yeah, that's why I think you're, you're correct. Your correct move is... The only thing I would be scared of if I played a real control deck against this deck would be the Thermocarsts out of the sideboard. Because uh, if he plummets my Muldrifter, uh, yeah, <laughs> go yeah. Uh, And he does run... It's a very anti-aggro build with the, the Shinnans, the Garrett Companions, yeah. the Wall Scourges. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, it's probably an anti-Delver build. Yeah. And then our next deck is Domain Zoo. This deck is making waves, and I'm very happy that it is. I really, really enjoy this deck. This this deck is crazy, crazy fun, and it's uh, it's proven not only in the player run events, but in the uh, pre- the popper premieres that this deck can be a contender. I was streaming with this deck on uh, on Sunday for like an hour and a half, and the deck I, I got to say I had a lot of fun playing it. But I think if you're not playing the spread version, you're doing it wrong. That's just, the spread version looks stronger, for sure. Yeah, that, that's just my opinion, but I, I played the spread version, and I can, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that if it wasn't for spread, I wouldn't have won even half the matchups that I did. Yeah, I mean, it's this, this deck's a contender. Like, what it doesn't matter, like, yeah, like, depending on how, like, the spread version is better. Like, I've seen the list, I haven't played the spread, but I know what spread does, and I can see where it's better. But the fact that this deck is a contender... It, I think, proves that the format, the popper format is healthy, and the metagame is healthy, if this the deck next, can... The next deck proves that even more. Yeah. What's the next deck? Oh, yeah, Deluxe It's uh, Farf. It's uh, yeah. my Swedish buddy from uh, who does videos. He, he invented a Time Walk deck for that was played in the Magic Online Championships. Oh, that was Farfisher that did that? Yeah. That's funny. It's, uh, his name is Farf, and it's Farf oh, is Farf. here. I it's apologize. not Farf is here. Uh, he has taken a deluxe course list to this PRE, and it looks insane. Yeah, and you gotta remember, what this deck does. You gotta remember, I'm American. I have no idea how to pronounce shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like seeing the Stinkweed amps. I like Stinkweed well, no, amps. Yeah, but I, I've been playing uh, against Farf for a while in the, uh, the PRE. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a really smart, really smart when it comes to uh, playing control decks. But what's this deck? What what is he doing here? You never seen this deck? No. Hate keepers all day with Corsky Sky Fisher, isn't it? Well, uh, it, you, it looks like it's trying to be the Pestilence deck without Pestilence, but taking a closer look at it, uh, it's more or less the... What it looks like, the old Travis Wu mono black deck that people thought was good for a while. But it's and, a lot of white. Yeah, yeah and, then, white he, and then he added kind of some white splashes. Like he's got uh, an Ornomancer thing going on with Jerry to Nowhere. If it gets destroyed, I I guess. Uh, he's got Pit Keeper going on so he can keep uh, returning Visser Dragger to right. buy it but back. Also, or a little Missionary or Corsica Fisher. And also Sins Enlistment. Yeah, he's Make got Sins Enlistment and Raven's Crying to kind of grind out your opponent. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't understand the, the Anathematic. I don't know what the hell that's doing in the main deck. 
But uh, Doramancer. Yeah, I don't. I don't it, know if that's. It must be a loop with the pit keepers or something. Yeah. It's a loop with the pit. How, how does it loop? I don't know. But it yeah, must be something. Yeah, yeah I it's a singleton. It looks like. It looks like tortured existence without tortured existence. Yeah. Yeah. And then his sideboard is just a bunch of removal. He's got some well, very macabre sort moments pieces. In all, in all, in all respects to Undertaker, Undertaker seems almost like I don't want to say it's better than Tortured Existence, but it's more flexible because it's discard a card, not discard a creature. Card. But it comes with the downside that it's a creature, and you can only it do comes it once with the a downside turn. that it's a creature, and you can only do it once well, a turn. I mean, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Tortured Existence though is that it's harder to remove, and you're going to probably be discarding a creature anyway. Yeah. Because in Torch True. Existence, your your plan is to discard Stinkweed Imp over and over again and start buying back stuff and overwhelming your opponent. Yeah. I always thought yeah. the black-white one was, was better than the black-green one. But the black-green one has some longevity with the the centaur that you can keep putting cards from your graveyard and back on top of your library or something oh, like yeah. that. Or the bottom. hate that card. Yeah, yeah that card's a piece <laughs> of crap. and go F itself. But, uh... <laughs> I mean... This deck looks funny. I don't. Yeah. I'm not particularly. I have uh, asked Forth to uh, talk about it. Explain. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Dig an explanation on it. Deck, yeah. He uh, he lost to Sadistic's gob- Goblin deck, which uh, Sadistic is a really good Goblin player. Uh, I've spoken to him about Goblins a lot before, but he got kind of unlucky in this tournament, and he also beat. He also lost to Chad W who was the one who got second with the Boris Kitty uh, yeah. type of deck. So. Yeah. Now, what's our next deck? We have Kumbaj Splitter. It's a uh, mono-black oh, oh. deck. Statistics that uses... running Sparksmith. Yes! We have a... <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, I had to bring... I had to no, that's fine. I, I completely agree. That I, I don't like that Sparksmith. There's no Sparksmith um, anywhere in the 75. This is a model black deck that is running two bone splitters. Yeah. Because sometimes you want to beat face. I mean, it turns yeah, Kumbaj Witches just to a 3 <laughs> Right. Reminiscent yeah. to a 3 one. Sometimes you want to trade your Friction Ragers for Mirror Forces. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. I think, I think Bone Splitter is the absolute most underrated ball <sighs> pop right now. Yeah. I think that Bone Splitter should be in almost every deck. I mean, I don't think it's needed in Affinity, but I think it should be played in Delver. I think it should be played in Mono Black. I think it should be played in Mono Green. Yeah, like, it's, it's another mistake card. They even said it. Yeah, like, what Bone Splitter does, like, it, it just messes up combat math. Yeah. And that, that's really, really huge. Good. And the yeah, fact that like, Colus means it can literally go the only in thing, I think yeah. the... Only thing that comes close to Bone Splitter is an uncommon card called Darksteel Axe. Which is just Bone Splitter Indestructible. Just Bone Splitter Indestructible. Or, or you have Volshock Morningstar, which is uh, the two mana equipped for two, and it gives plus two, plus two. Yeah, but that makes that the, the equip cost and the casting cost make complete sense for that card. I yeah, think. the toughness doesn't uh, doesn't really matter. But, you know, like, yeah. take a look at what Bone Splitter does for this deck, right? You have Kumbaj Witches, which is a 1-3. You still have a Bone Splitter on it. All of a sudden, it's it's a 2-mana 3-3 three, three with a sick ability. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it, it, you know, it's it's be, it, it's killing 2-2s two while living. That's yeah. really huge. Yeah, you turn Great Merchant into a 5-mana 4-4. Four, four. Like, you, you're telling Spire Golem to just die. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah, it is. 
Oh, yeah. But then, what else we got here? Go we got... Time to go to Daily TG, yeah! No, we're still have this deck. Ra- Rainbow Rainbow Urzatron. So yeah, just a version of pretty much the same, pretty much just Urzatron. I mean, there's really nothing. I it's still it's nice. the combo version with yeah. uh, Cloud yeah. Fairies, Ghostly Flicker, Minoli. Yeah. I still and just don't like Tron. I'm sorry. I, I, I love Tron. Like I love the other version. It's so much fun. I think that that's the deck I enjoy playing most in Popper right now. Yeah, and and then our last deck, our Earn. tier or tier eight, uh, QRP. It runs Furnace Scamp, and that's what really draws me to this deck. Earn. Furnace Scamp, uh, one mana, one one, and when you attack, it deals damage. You may sacrifice it after it deals damage to deal through damage to that player. So you can hit and then bolt somebody. <laughs> so it's. Really cool, because you can aggro out with this card, and then when it, like, if you can keep this guy on the board and aggro out, you can just turn around and, like, turn to a lightning bolt for finishing touch. Yeah, it's, it's one mana, four damage, basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's actually not that bad. If you're laying this turn one and then hitting turn two and, like, hitting him for four, that's, like, five damage on turn two. That's yeah, actually, it, that's... it used to be played standard at one point when Scars was a very... No, when I think either Scars or Innistrad was... No, when Innistrad was very, very young. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Of course, we got Curse to Pierce Tart, because uh, that card's awesome. It gets there. It gets Word. there. And then we got uh, Dangerous Wager, which is a really interesting pick. <laughs> it's dangerously but, wagerful. It's yeah. Dangerous. Yes. So, yeah, that's our, that's that event. And then our hey, what last... what about the uh, premiere event on the 5th? I don't have that one. I couldn't. I didn't see that one. It posted until I think like really, really late today. Yeah. But we have the sixth. I'll. Uh, I have the fifth here. I'll uh, put it in. Yeah, yeah. The the ones for the fifth were all screwed up. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. I didn't see the fifth until later today. I yeah. was like, I had the sixth clicked, and then all of a sudden the fifth wasn't. I was like, what? How does that work? You want me to walk through the fifth? Yeah. Go. For yeah. It. Just yeah. I'll go through it quickly. It was won by Mutu Matukaka, who was hell? playing mm-hmm. Delverfiend. Um, he might be a buddy of Surukuku. Surukuku Haidru! Yeah. So, honor to him. Uh, Jaxad got second place with Delver. Uh, Alfonso, still playing the Denison in his familiar deck, yep. uh, got third place. It's really cool to see that two versions of that deck uh, are winning as much as they are. <laughs> yes, because Raging Flum got fourth place yeah. in this version. <laughs> uh, in fifth place, we have uh, Evgena playing Delver with main deck Echoing Truth. Oh, God. And then we have Sam in sixth place playing Delver. <laughs> Did you say Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, seventh place, we have uh, an affinity deck playing uh, Flare Husk. Uh, no perilous really? research. Very classic Disciple Walt, uh, Disciple of the Walt, and uh, but then there's just three random Flare Husks in it. Yeah. I mean, Flare Husk is is kind of cool. Like, it, you know, it makes you win the Mirror Enforcer War and the Character yeah. Forger War. Makes sense. And uh, Vortex is rounding out the top eight with a uh, mono black control build with double corrupt. 
four merchants and four tendrils. So that's a lot of life gain. So not yeah. not all, as much Delver as we're used to seeing. No, finally. You no, know, it's not like five Delver decks and then three, re- you know, weird decks. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a good. It's a good. Very good thing. Yeah. I wonder what the Goldfish says about the Pauper meta game right now. It says Delver eighteen percent, but that's down from twenty five. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You think the people that play Delver are tired of winning? <laughs> uh, maybe people sideboarded. Yeah, they're just. I don't want to win any. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think again. There's been a lot of elves as well. Yeah, yeah elves has been just on a tear lately. Yeah, actually, I think what we are seeing here are decks that are good against elves because elves is down to eighth place in the meta. Yeah. Also, Boggles has been uh, coming back uh, something fierce. Boggles has been making a big return. All right. Yeah. Probably because it's been doing so so well in modern. Yeah, but I don't uh, I don't see a lot of the green one, and I'm quite surprised by that. I think that deck is actually really good in the metagame right now. Yeah. Yeah. Then what else do we got uh, here? The PDC. Um, we got no previews today, by the way, that we're good. Yeah. PDC, uh, our, our standard popper event, it's uh, a lot of black yet. A lot of black. And no PK-23. Yeah. White Weenie wins. White Weenie wins, though. <laughs> so we got Heroic White Weenie, which is just the White Weenie deck with the heroic abilities. We got Boros. on it and wash it get better. <laughs> yeah, Boros Heroic, same concept of thread. We got regular white weenie and beyond B crime. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, it's Simeo Black. Black. Blue, it's a no. Grix deck. Uh, yeah, this is a Grix deck. Uh, it's yeah, it's Grix. Um, and then no, we have no, still mono black. Yeah, still mono black. It's just red and blue because <laughs> it's got Shred Freak and uh, yeah. Alt Rogue. I hate it yeah. when uh, when they filter like that personally. Yeah. yeah, they got white weenie. Got white, white wine. <laughs> white wine. <laughs> white. Yeah, and then white more like I said, just a lot of black. <laughs> just a lot of black decks. A lot of white. A lot of white too. Two pose Weichel. Benthic giant. What? I gotta see. Two cole. I don't know what that name is for. Two yeah. Zwe- Zwickel. Zwickel. Two cole. Two Means something. That's a black. That's a black blue hexproof deck. His win con is literally just a four or five hexproofer that he's. So he's just. What is he doing? Like he's, I, I he's don't. He don't have feet down. Oh, it's uh, he's he's basically milling and then beating in with a benthic, and then he has the um, crypt incursion to keep his life total up. Okay. He's basically, like, he has the 4-5 that he can win with, but it's also just a good sucker while he's milling his opponent out. Yeah, and the RKO mancers it all back. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of confused by that list. Um, but yeah, so... Mono Black. That is our metagame. By Munzin. Shoutouts to him. And uh, also, guys, remember, I said it last week, I'll keep reminding everybody, we do have a standard pauper clan. Uh, it is run by a friend of mine named Adner. His name is A D N E E R. Sorry, A D N E R. And uh, you know, Chris, make sure you put in the name of the clan. Is Standard Pulper Players? 
is the name of the clan. So make sure, you know, go check them out. They do have regular testing sessions. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, build up your skill in Standard Pauper, you want to discover new decks, go check them out. Yeah. What do we have for finance, Dan? Uh, well, I, I'm writing an article on MTGO Library every Wednesday and every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this Sunday I decided to put all my tips on MTGO Library. And uh, some of the bot owners, MTU Library makes bot software, <laughs> got mad at me. For like, oh, you, my bot got raided for all these cards because of your stupid article. <laughs> well, that's hard. Uh, and actually, uh, Molten Rain, which was one of my uh, one of my tips in the article, mm-hmm. uh, I'll include a link here. It, it got up. <clears throat> it uh, gained 100% the next day. So. And Beast Within gained 67%. So I don't actually know where these tips are at. But the biggest thing right now is the Odyssey flashback drafts. I'll walk through the list here, uh, because I I put a lot of work into this list. Um, And some, there are some pauper cards that look dead now. They have been at one and two tickets, but they're down to 15 Sense. And what you have to ask yourself is that will these cards never ever be played in Pauper? Is Pauper dead to the degree that they will never be a ticket again? And I think almost all of them will be a ticket again in, uh, in uh, under 12 months. If you're looking at uh, the metagame report on Goldfish, Tron is in third place. But you can still get Earth Rifts this week, probably for as low as 10 cents. Yeah. And Earth Rift will be a ticket again. Okay, going through the list, I'm trying to focus on pauper cards. Uh, Fire Blast has dropped because of the flashback drafts, and it's, you can get them around 50 cents if you look carefully yeah. Funeral Charm is a card that's played in modern, in decks that are not being played right now, so it is off-season in both modern and pauper. So Funeral Charm is a great pickup at 21 cents. It is, a, it is an all-star in my 8-rack deck. Yeah. Uh, Kervex Torch is 15 cents. The bug is fixed. It is still the premier burn spell. Uh, yeah. Thank rolling God. Thunder. So, uh, time to pick that up. Uh, you have been seeing Sowing Salt from, that's not a poker card, but from uh, Kamigawa, uh, mm. hovering around 30 cents, while the Ursus version is 85, and that makes no sense. It will be yeah, one and a half tickets again. Spinning Darkness. Or sometime to pick it up at 28 cents. I think Traders has it at 28 cents still. And then I made two notes on this. I can't read my own handwriting. That's um, <laughs> for oh, for speculation. Then I would look at Life's Finale. That's a rare from Scars and Mirrodin block, but it's yeah. down to five cents. Uh, it's a uh, kill every creature in the game. It's a damnation. You get a creature. Yeah. No. So, no, um, no, you draw you cards. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, wow. Six mana. Let me yeah. just look at the uh, my uh, collection list for uh, do the um, paper things first, and I'll get, come back with uh, another. Uh, paper paper is not much. It's just everything modern online right now is big. Yeah. Modern eBay. <laughs> modern cards big. eBay. <laughs> modern cards eBay. Awesome. That's about it. I have I have one thing to add to paper what? cards. The the thing I I do a lot or did a lot was I buy bulk. I would buy people selling their entire collection, 
Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't. I'd ever screw around with you know onesie twosies. Mm. Um, what I've seen a lot of, and this is more of a warning, is be very careful if you're buying bulk. Don't just see people saying, "Oh, I bought bulk and got you know 400 GTAs in one box." You know, just you know, crap yeah. like that. Uh, because a lot of people are now bulking commons and not saying that it is a common yep. bulk. Yep. So, yeah, if if you see any bulk, make sure there's pictures, and if they're blurry, don't buy it. Yeah. Just skip it. Yeah, big yeah, thing skip is um, repacks too. Especially, repacks are bull crap. Yeah, especially uh, if you're buying cards from older sets such as uh, Visions or something before they had a gold symbol, be very careful because some people will pass off uh, crap cards for good rares. Yep. Oh, and if you guys don't watch it, uh, MTG Lion was showing off the the counterfeiters uh, making vintage cards. Whatever happened to that scandal? Oh, it's still, it's it's strong, man. Yeah, for basically 450, for 450 bucks, you can buy play sets of the 55 most expensive cards in Legacy. I don't think they did the Lotus, but <clears throat> basically all the Legacy, you can get all the uh, Jaces, you get, you get what's that, four Jaces, four of each of the uh, revised dual lands. Um, it, it's it's all of them, and it, it runs, it ends up being like a buck eighty each. And they are almost indistinguishable from real cards. I mean, the, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I was gonna say. Well, yeah. It's he said that this this is no longer a scam perpetrated by some kids in college and whatnot. He said he said the dragons of the counterfeiting world are into it, and pretty soon you won't be able to tell the difference. Like there will be no distinguishable difference between the old cards and these cards. Wow. And that sucks. Yeah, I mean, th- this is something that was bound to happen, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, in a world where we have so much technology to do anything we want, it was going to happen. I I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. I remember I went back when Neutral Ground was open and I was there at a tournament. I was at a JSS tournament. And for most of you who don't know what that is, because uh, (laughs) it was a long time ago, it's the Junior Super Series. And and a couple of my friends were buying power, and one and, uh, one of them went to... Uh, trade with a dude. He had a black lotus, and uh, it w- it was kind of beat up. And at the time, you know, vintage wasn't huge, so I think the lotus was like under a thousand or something. Yeah. And uh, one of the judges came by and said, "Yeah, dude, by the way, that's fake." He's like, "What? That that's impossible. I've had this for like ten years. I, I bought it ten years ago for like four hundred dollars." And he's like, "Fake." He, like he literally pulled it out and showed him why it was fake. And the thing is, back then counterfeits were easy because. The way you make counterfeits was you use different types of paper and different ink, mm-hmm. and the dude was devastated. Like he couldn't he couldn't believe it because it was his most prized card. Right. And, and I remember thinking like you know this is only going to get worse years down the line. Here we are where soon enough there's going to be so many power cards in circulation <clears throat> and we're we're just never going to know what what we're really spending our money mm-hmm. on. Right. Especially well, you know I mean the vintage. Scene is picking up here in the Northeast, and we have vintage worlds regularly in yeah. Philadelphia. You know, and there you can't use proxies like you can in, in some tournaments. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you know you're playing with the Black Lotus and you're like, oh, but I just bought this last week for a thousand? Yeah, but it's fake. We're gonna have to DQ you. Yep. Like yeah. that's that's you know that's possible to happen. Yeah, but you know what? The, there is there is blame squarely to be put 
in Wizards Court, they refuse to reprint them in any manner, in any legal yeah, manner. It's true. If they're going to leave all that money on the table, someone's going to take it. They yeah. can, they can, they can uh, disavow all knowledge of the secondary market all they want, but it's total bullcrap. It yeah. It's it's them. They they caused a situation to where making counterfeits is uh, is is a viable option. Like yeah. they don't uh, they don't really care about just how much that reserve list you know, reserve list screws over the entire community. Mm-mm. Yeah. They nope. they they really don't. They they don't it's not even that they don't realize they they just don't care. Yeah, if as long as it's not affecting modern they don't or standard. That's the point of modern, right? To get around the reserve. Yeah, the the point yeah. of modern and standard is to like not care about the reserve list. But like, you know, what does that do for us? But I, if they screwed, I actually like the reserve list. And uh, from from the the way they made the reserve list promise, they can never break it because they would have no credibility. And I was there yeah. at the time, and it was like, okay, they made this promise, we can keep playing Magic. But when when Chronicles hit, uh, Magic was in <laughs> very bad shape. Yeah, yeah. Service promise uh, saved it, and it has to be kept. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's pretty good. I I don't know. I think that they could break it whenever they want, but there 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 are multiple problems with breaking it, and there are multiple multiple problems with not breaking it. It's a problem that right. with with this new counterfeiting scheme, is it now better to not break that vow? I think right. it's very clear since a long time that Wizards doesn't care about legacy and vintage, and they will. They will just. They, honestly, we know that. We know that. Yeah, we, it's it's it's. But it just goes back to when modern became a thing. Because when modern first became a format, everyone's like, "Well, isn't extended like modern?" And yeah. in many ways, in many ways, it kind of was. They're just limiting the additions. Limiting the additions. But it's like Wizards. Wizards just, for some reason, doesn't like flipping the switch on a format that's not working and saying this is no longer a format. We're just going to take it away. They, they they seem to want to add stuff, but never take anything away. Yeah, but look like, at all the flack they got for closing down twenty one formats on Magical Line that nobody played. Yeah, <laughs> right. Everybody was so angry at them for it because the, yeah, but, the few people that did play them were pissed. Yeah, it was like yeah. a Mirage block constructed. Yeah, who yeah. two craps about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, like two people that gave a crap wrote letters and pretending to be like... Yeah, but you know what? You're not going to make everyone happy. And I mean, it's, it's just the case. It's just the way it is. Right. Not everyone is no, going to be not, happy. You're not going to make everyone happy, but the, but the problem is that this, this reserve list isn't about making people happy or unhappy. It's about protecting your own self. Yeah. Right? Uh, look, I mean, I, I know we don't ever talk about other card games, but Yu-Gi-Oh! is ridiculously popular. Oh my god, that game is a cluster. Right, it, it, the yeah. rules are crap, it's impossible to learn, I mean, it's almost arbitrary, it kind of sucks, but so it's many impossible people... to learn because really someone's is. teaching me how to play and I don't understand what's it's, going on. Yeah, it's weird, my, my, my daughter played it for a while, but yeah, and the, but the thing is, they reprint like mofos. They, they do yeah. everything. They do. Like take Cyber still... Dragon, for instance. When that was like the biggest card, and you could only open it as like a foil, I think. Then they yeah. immediately made it as one of the silver lettering things, and it was all <laughs> right. of a sudden it was a common rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they knew exactly what they were doing. Like, oh, people will pay more to open this. Guess what? I'm going to sell more packs now. Yeah. And, and it's still popular. 
They yeah. don't care about power creep. They don't. It's popular. <laughs> it's a popular game, but it's a closet popular game because, like, and and I, I, I at when the dugout was open here in St. Cloud, like. I had Yu-Gi-Oh players like, how could we want, we want Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments? And it's like, I'll set it up, but you guys gotta actually bring the people in. And like, you'll have people that will come in that uh, that will buy uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And, like, I would run into these people, not at the store, like if randomly at Target or whatever. Right. And I I would just look at them and be like, they know who I am, and be like, oh, we just got the the new set, the new stuff in for Yu-Gi-Oh! And they're looking at me like, I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like, they, they like the Yu-Gi-Oh! players don't want to admit they play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it's like, true. at least not in public. It's like, they play, but it's like, they don't admit it openly in public. The guy was looking at me like I was insane, and it's like, uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. you probably shouldn't be playing this game if you're that embarrassed. They're like the Star Trek kids that, like, they find that, like, uh, you know, they're making like a drug deal in the back in the back alley, but it's for like the first ever episode of Star Trek. Right. <laughs> Dude, I heard you got the menagerie. You got menagerie. Shh, be cool, bro. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it down. And like, oh, and you don't, you just don't see that. And like, the most Yu-Gi-Oh players I've seen, a lot of them are like that. And with Magic players, Magic players aren't like that. They're just, yeah, I play Magic. I don't care. Yeah, who gives, yeah, who gives a crap? I play Magic. What of it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of funny. Yu-Gi-Oh players are funny to me. But but no, I mean, getting back to the reserve list, you know, the last thing I'll say on it is we can, we can harp on it, and I mean, people have been harping on it for years. But the way I look at it is. Whenever I speak to someone about I want the reserve list gone, it's not because I think it's a stupid idea. Because I think it was a smart idea financially. I I want it gone because the formats, because I love vintage and I want to see it grow. And it's very, very hard for something like that format to grow when you have something like the reserve list. I don't, I don't care that Underground C is like four hundred dollars or whatever. At the end of the day, this is still a hobby, and and anyone will tell you, even when you have a stamp collection, certain stamps are over a thousand dollars. It's just oh, yeah. the way it is. You'll find, you know, it's paper. Some some people sell origami airplanes. That even that stuff can reach over a thousand dollars on eBay just because of the collector's value. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know if that's true. Just make it oh, up. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that can be worth a lot. That's just really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it's just the, the nature of the beast. But the problem is, is that in this game, it's not about collecting anymore. It's about playing, and having that reserve list really limits a lot of people from playing, and it's it's unfair. I meet a lot of people who really, really want to get into vintage, but they can't because there aren't enough cards to go around in circulation. Because of that, they drive the prices beyond belief. I know there's a lot of people that want to play modern, but they refuse to because they don't have the fetch lands. Right. And they're too expensive. Hundred buck each now, aren't they? Yeah, my friend Nick. My friend Nick. Uh, my friend Nick. He uh, he spends lots of money on Magic, and he, he said, "He's like, I'm not going to play Matt, and I'm not going to play modern because I can't." Get a hold of the patches, and there's no point. Uh, the, a reprint is coming soon, I assure you. Yeah. Within but 12 months. Yeah. Maybe within six. You realize now, Dan, that, that Dan. if they don't, there's going to be riots in front of your house, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that scene in Jay and Song Bob Strikes Back where they go and kick <laughs> everybody's asses? <laughs> right. Hey, 
I, I'm fairly confident that Fetchlands will be reprinted, and I expect the Onslaught fetches as well. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Do you think they would reprint um, Onslaught fetches before they reprint? They no, reprint? They, I think yeah. they will reprint them at the same time. Wow, okay. Or, or maybe over the whole next block. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Like, like they did with the Skylands. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. But they, they are generic cards, they're not tied to Sendicar in any way. Yeah, they did that with Shocks too, though. They put the Shocks through all of Ravnica blocks. So. Yeah, but the shocks, uh, shocks were harder because uh, they were so tied to Ravnica, so they couldn't be reprinted before now. Yeah. Scalding Tar yeah, that scalds. Yeah, you Misty Rainforest is just a, a Rainforest that has mist in it, you know? Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yo, yeah, so. there, there's a lot of other good pauper pickups and good pauper sales yeah. right now. So l l check your pauper card prices because they yeah. are moving around as always. Yeah. But the, the the flashback drafts really messed this up. So yeah, on oh, Earth more, it's more up seven hundred percent since I <laughs> talked about it. So. Whoa, Dan, you're yeah. manipulating the market. Single-handed. Domain. I'm glad that I'm his friend. I get. That's because yeah. domains a death. Because domains use a thing. That's no, that, probably that, not for real talk though. That deck is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. But on to our rage of the week. Um, is it about Sam? No, it's not about Sam. Unfortunately. <laughs> this one is our shout out to R L A. You are. An awesome player. Um, he looks like he is playing against. Is this looks like a popper? To, yeah, this is popper. Well, is uh, no, not, this is standard. Is he not the rager. No, he's a rager. He's, <laughs> he's a rager. RLA is the rager. Yeah, he's the rager. RLA is a rager. Okay, I have um, He's playing about a standard game. He's playing a standard game here, and uh, he lost on turn twenty-one <laughs> to Dream King twenty XX, and. Uh, <laughs> Now, first, he just he, goes, he well, first. he just tells him, well, good game. And then he goes, you got a clover way up, you uh, up you bum. No, up, up your bum. No, it's you he bum. Said you. No, oh, he said you? Okay, I think it's supposed to be your, or at least I would hope. Yeah, yeah it's probably it's supposed to be your. So, yeah, um, Wait, turn 21. Wait, so that's how leprechauns became them. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, from what I'm gathering here, he's playing Esper Control, and he lost to Mono Black hey, well, on turn 21. Control, shiny foily Esper Control. Because you know it's awesome. Oh yeah, with all yeah, that hinged lands. Um, my only response, I, I know enough about the standard metagame to know that, uh, why haven't you won yet? God, Nate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys play uh play cockatrice? No. I did. I could. I don't like. I don't like having to type all that crap out. I I don't I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show, but all right, here here we go. Here's the story. Here's my encounter with cockatrice, right? Yeah. So Jackson Wayne helped me set it up. I loaded up the program. I uh, at the time I was playing Paul Chion's Blue Red White Control. Never played. Never played a match before. Right. Never played a match. Took me about 15 minutes to realize just how to how to start a game. So I joined I joined a game real quick, and uh, my opponent mulligan to six, mm -hmm. and I draw my seven cards, and I'm waiting sure. for my for my opponent. And my opponent says, and my opponent says, "Lol, you're not supposed to draw seven cards on the draw." 
I said, <laughs> lol, what? And my opponent left. I never, ever played Cockatrice again. Now, keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen. You can either be a bully and have a god complex and talk crap to people on Magic Online and get banned, and then de-evolutionize the human race. Much like I used to do when I was a raging little bitch. (laughs) Or you could do what I did, suck it up, decide to grow up, and not get banned and have to go to play Cockatrice where people tell you that on the draw you don't start your hand with seven. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> wow. Or you, or you could go to Magic Crap Station if you feel, but that's a whole other freaking story. Oh, God. Yeah. Where you can just randomly steal your stuff, and I go for the win. Why? I have your creatures. What? <laughs> Dude, all, all I do on Magic Crap Station now is I just go in there to troll. Like, I just go in there and I'm just like, hey, how you doing? All right, so... Uh, I go first. What are you talking about? I'm trying to start a conversation. You're my new best friend. (laughs) 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 It's funny. Or or I have this token that just says, uh, go F yourself, and I just spam it over and over until the person leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I haven't done that in a long time, but it's funny. Hey, when I'm having a bad day, I just go on Magic Crab Station, and it is fun. Yeah. I am an evil fiend, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's all we had for Age of the Weeks. That was it. No, I have a story about Arle. Really? Uh, the player, yeah. He uh, used to play the Poker Dailies, and uh, I played him. I tried playing uh, Delver in a daily, the only time I've done so. And I uh, timed him out because he was playing uh, Mono Blue Storm Post, yeah. or Simic Storm Post, I can't remember. It's yeah. on video, actually. Yeah, and uh, he was streaming, and he was, he was timed out because of his stream. <laughs> and there is uh, the stream is also up where he's raging on me. <laughs> he's like screaming in anger over the fact that I am <laughs> timing him out. Wait, wait, wait! What's his Twitch name? I'm gonna go look this up right now. I can't remember. I think it is Arle. And uh, there was a lot of controversy in it because at the time we were in the same clan. And he was like, a clan mate, time me out, I hate you. And he was really upset, <laughs> and shortly thereafter, he, he quit for a while and disappeared. <laughs> and when he came back, he had been to like anger management and made a, a, a oh public apology to me for the video. And uh-huh. I was in the comments to another video. So he sort of, he was working on, he was really sincere and he was explained that he had this anger problem and that he has, had been working on it, etc. Well, apparently uh, anger management is not working. Yeah, actually he was uh, way, uh, way angrier in the stream. Yeah. <laughs> so he seems to have reduced it at least. Yeah. But, anyone have any, well, that's about it. That's Does anyone have any shout outs? Chill pill, man. Does anyone have any shout outs? I can't oh. think of any. Uh, I'll shout out to Vault Boy Hunter. His name is well, yeah, yeah, Vault Boy. Yeah, yeah, Vault Boy. He he's really helped me out. He's he's a good dude. That dude. That I'll dude, shout out. That dude Vault was Boy. one of the first watchers of my stream. So <clears throat> shout outs to him. He is a baller. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. He helped me a lot during Modern Silver Black. So shout outs to him. Cool. Um, anyone else? Uh, yeah, I want to give shout outs to. Uh, to uh, Chris Plummer for uh, dealing with our crap. 
<laughs> on a weekly we basis. You, on a weekly <laughs> basis. And on also, <laughs> also shout-outs to uh, I Love Crayons. I Love Crayons, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that's about all we really have. Um, how can they reach you, Dan? They can reach me on Magic Gathering Strat on YouTube. I try to respond to all the YouTube comments. It sometimes gets hard because now that we are reaching 1,500 subscribers. Yeah! But uh, I try. And that's absolutely the best way to get hold of me. Or on the comments in an article on MTG or Strat. Yeah. Okay. I get hold of you, Brian. Same way. Um... I try, I'm trying to, a new thing where I'm going to try to be the first commenter on each video I put out there, so you can just hit that, and then I'll get an email. Same with the MTGO Strat articles. I'll, I usually have one out there. Well, I have a lot of them out there, but any comment you put there will send me an email. And eventually, I'm going to have a personalized email address like Brennan at something spiffy. That'll be easy to remember. Something but, uh, spiffy that's easy to remember. That should be your whole email name. <laughs> spiffy that's easy to remember. Yeah. Dot com <laughs> slash UK. So, anyway. so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Brennan at gmail dot com. That's it. Brennan at gmail. <laughs> yeah, it was the easiest thing I could get. <laughs> How can they reach you? How can they reach you, Peter? You can get a hold of me on the boards at midnight zero three, and the same thing on M- uh, MTGO. Otherwise, you can just get a hold of Nate because I've been terrible at checking my stuff lately. And go, hey Nate, pass this along to Peter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how can we get a hold of you, Mike? Uh, we can get a hold of me uh, on YouTube under MikeyK159. You can get a hold of me on uh, on Magic Online. It's, you know, same same name. Uh, you can also get a hold of me on Twitch if you want to send me a message there, but I would prefer YouTube. And uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at uh, whatever the hell Nate's Twitter thing is. Yes, uh, you can reach me at uh, at Nathan Yunkin uh, at Nathan Yunkin on Twitter. Or uh, the popular the people Gmail pay website or email address or on NUCon on on PGO. Um, I'm gonna apologize to anyone that's the, on Twitter if you if you've seen me like raging on uh, uh raging on Brock Lesnar lately because it got pretty <laughs> it got pretty pretty uh pretty nasty. It's telling Brock Lesnar how much of a piece of it. Yeah, so I'm not gonna go into it. But uh But yeah, so I, I, I kinda had my own little rage of the week. Uh, In the words but, of the rock, it looks like it looks like a trash can made love to your mama and out came your monkey ass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so but yeah, um that's how you can reach us. Uh but until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Peter. I'm Brennan. I'm Mike. I'm- I'm done. And this is Popper to the People. We really gotta work out like who says their name and when. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. We got it. <laughs>